Braden Cooley, welcome back to We Are Movies. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It's been a whole year. Yeah, it's been an entire year, but it, it's tradition. And I always say it's not, you know, it's not Halloween on the podcast without you. Sometimes it's not St. Patrick's Day uh, without you. <laughs> <laughs> or a random Friday the 13th in the middle of the year. Um... <laughs> yeah, 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 random Friday the 13th. And uh, maybe uh, this year also we'll do, uh, we'll finally do Silent Night, Deadly Night for Christmas too. Yes, so. I'd love to. I I, I got the Blu-rays uh, last year after we were originally going to do it. And then I just yeah. never ended up watching them. But I have them, yeah. so I can watch them all and we can do that yeah. this year. I'd love to do that. That would be amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're we're also planning to do Halloween before this season is up. But today, we're here for something very special because um, a while back, I think your first—it might have been your first episode. It was my first episode. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about the first eight Saw movies, Saw yeah. all the way through Jigsaw. Um, and I think it's fair to say this is a franchise that's very important to the both of us. Um, I think I showed you the first one when uh, the first time you ever saw it. You did because I remember like hearing about it and um, hearing just how like nasty and gruesome it is, and I was like, that kind of piques my interest, especially when I started to get into horror. And so you, uh, yeah, you showed me. I came over to your house back in high school, and uh, we we watched uh, the first Saw movie together. And yeah. my mind was completely blown. <laughs> I remember specifically you laughing your ass off when when I. Uh, Adam pretends to die when he smokes the cigarette. <laughs> that part still gets me every single time. It's hysterical. I shot it to my girlfriend and she was also dying. Um, she was like, Oh god, the acting is not great. I was like, Yeah, it's it's part of the charm. It's when, part of the uh, charm of it, yeah. Underrated part when Carrie always is on the phone and he's just like, I'm gonna get you, you son of a you son of a bitch. And then it's his wife, and she's like, Larry, and he's like, Abby? Like <laughs> his voice just switches. Carrie always is hamming it up. Um, he's great. No, he's fantastic in that movie. I think I you, I, you said your girlfriend said it's one of her favorite horror movies, right? She did. So she's a fan of like psychological thrillers mostly. Nice. You know, like um, she's been getting into more like just straight horror recently because I'm you know a huge horror fan, so she kind of has to. Um, <laughs> but um, she but uh, so I've been showing her stuff here and there, and uh, yeah, she's definitely more into like the, like one of her favorite um horror movies is Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, um, she kind of likes those more like psychological stuff, and so I showed her this, and I told I told her I was like, it's very gruesome, like gory, but it's not as like in your face, like jump scares kind of scary. It's just more of just like it's it's kind of horrifying to watch. Um, yeah, <laughs> and um and uh and yeah, it's it's very violent, but um, it it's cool. It's just it's a great just kind of thriller all around. And so I I showed it to her, and she was like, she had a huge smile on her face. She was like, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and she did not see the twist coming, which is great because sometimes she can predict the twists in movies. Sometimes she can't. Um, so I'm always like, like wary when I show her movies. I'm like, I just want to make sure I don't give anything away or like she doesn't find out anything. Or if she starts to think of something, I kind of like lead her away from it. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I want to keep yeah. the surprise. So like, but yeah, she never, uh, she never would have thought that uh, that uh, John Kramer himself was going to get up from the middle of the floor. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the movie. That's such a great thing it's, to experience for the first time. Um, it really is. Them, the first Hello Zep <laughs> needle yeah. drop. Um, but uh, yeah, so there were, as most people know, seven original Saw movies that mm-hmm. all came out consecutively in October for seven years straight. And then there was a long gap and then Jigsaw came out and we talked about that. 
Mm-hmm. Then there was a, a couple more years, and we talked about Chris Rock's addition to the franchise, Spiral, which we also Spiral. did a mini-sode on, because mm-hmm. God just keeps ensuring that our coverage of the Saw movies on this podcast will always stay incomplete. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, Saw X was released this month, uh, or at the very end of September. And uh, before we, I guess, dip into our opinions, I want to ask you, what do you think, you know, as an expert now, what do you think you go to the Saw movies for? What what makes a good Saw movie? What do you hope for nowadays when you go to see one of these newer Saw movies? I think I think the biggest thing that I'm looking for there's two there's two big things. The first thing and the most important thing is like the creative traps. Yeah. Right? That's like the, that's like the biggest thing at this point because they've come out with so many movies and so many different traps and there's been some that are like kind of repeats or kind of like just like different skins of each other um so like i'm always looking to make sure like they're 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 coming up with new exciting like original stuff that's like the main thing um the second thing is i'm looking for a good a good twist you know what i mean it's not it's not a saw movie if it doesn't have that again that needle drop at the end of of a character being revealed as a apprentice or (laughs) that music yeah um oh and a smaller thing too but also um and something that i was um was sorely missing from jigsaw was um the the person saying game over at the end (laughs) and preferably slamming a large door as well but that's you know that's only in a few of them so yeah yeah the whole the whole game over thing but yeah no the the traps and the the twists is is a big thing um, which is why I was kind of surprised with this movie because those were both very that much there and whatnot, but there was a lot more also to this movie as well. Yeah, I expecting. Yeah, Saw X is incredible because it didn't really indulge in all of the stuff that I want from a Saw sequel, and it mm-hmm. gave me something I didn't know I wanted. You know? Exactly. It was kind of like jarring almost. I, I put this in my letterbox review. I it was. It was jarring because as a Saw fan, like of the franchise, I just come to expect like, oh, you know, especially at this point, you know, bad acting and convoluted plots and 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 jumping all over like the timeline of like revealing flashbacks and all the stuff. And I always uh, say the sillier the retcon of the of the uh, (laughs) of the twist ending, the better. Like if it's like this person was here the whole time, that's always going to make it exactly. It's always going to make it better. Yeah. So that's just what I come to expect. So coming to this movie and just seeing one just kind of linear story of about setting setting um, John Kramer as the protagonist, which is first a first in the in the in the series um is really cool and just focusing on the one story it's also the first i realized the first movie in this uh in this whole series that doesn't have a um a detective through line in it there's no yeah. detectives trying to find out what's going on you know well i remember when spiral came out and that was such an interesting one cuz chris rock was like we're going to do something different with the franchise and you see it and it's kind of like the platonic ideal of a saw movie like yeah. it's not like besides the fact that it's not about john kramer and it's just about a copycat it's like you, you he i remember chris rock saying like we wanted to make one that was focused on the law enforcement characters and i was like have you seen a saw movie like <laughs> they're all about that every they're single saw movie has a cop character there's a detective as the main character in pretty much every single yeah. saw movie yeah um, and yeah. i can't i can't tell you how 
excited I was when I found out this movie was announced because, um, you know, you have the return of Kevin Gruder, who I think directed my two favorites of the Saw sequels. He did Saw 6 and Saw 3D, the final chapter. Um, and then you also have the return of Tobin Bell, who literally since Saw 3 is more of an ex- has had more of an extended cameo in the movies like after yeah. saw three after his character died in the movies you know it's like oh we got to fit in some cameos to fit your some right. flashbacks to fit tobin bell and you know tobin bell we both agree is like the mvp of the franchise he's oh, for sure you know he's one of those guys he's this like classically trained actor who brings so much <laughs> gravitas to his role yeah. and he's always you know only gets a little bit to do in these schlocky you know horror sequels that it reminds me of like donald pleasance in the first halloween movie yeah (laughs) you know or like christopher lee or those guys where it was like oh a guy who's a little bit above the material and then we give him some screen time and he lends something to it yeah um and the fact that this is you know i'm gonna come out and say i think this is the best saw movie since the original um I think so, honestly, because the closest thing, um, like, the, I think the, the, I don't remember what my ranking got kind of muddled along the way because I haven't actually watched all of the Saw movies in a long time. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure Saw 2 was like my second um, favorite underneath the first one. And for a lot of the same reasons, it's because that one kind of it seemed like it would focus more on Jigsaw. Uh, yeah. Tobin Bell had a lot more screen time. He had a lot more great, like, monologues and dialogues with characters and whatnot. And, um and so that's i liked that a lot um and uh so again for some of the same reasons this movie yeah i, I but that one this one has beat that one i think um, i always said saw two is like a dumb silence of the lambs a little bit it's kind, kind of, of like yeah <laughs> if yeah. if uh hannibal lecter was just a little more simple and then if instead of jody foster you have an angry Wahlberg, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i forgot i forgot donnie Wahlberg is the uh yeah. the top in the movie that's oh yeah that's good but yeah no you're right because like one of the things about these movies is there's always this idea they throw out of like oh jigsaw actually has a conscience oh jigsaw actually didn't murder anybody you know like all this shit and it's ridiculous because he he does murder people he unequivocally puts people in situations where somebody has to die you know (laughs) and and also his his moral code is so like it gets to points that are like you're grieving too much over your son's death and (laughs) or it's just like you know oh you this guy smokes and it just gets so ridiculous it does and then Saw X just brings it home to a point where I think, you know, he's even more consistent morally than in the first film, where it's we focus on John Kramer. He goes to Mexico, you know, it takes place between one and two. So he's still alive. So we get oh. so much screen time with him. I think it's oh, yeah. more screen time than all of the previous movies combined. I would um, say safe. Well, because this is also the longest Saw movie, too. This one was clocked in at like two hours. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it works because it's a movie that genuinely has a good story. It has good character work. Uh, they kind of make you forget that that uh, Jigsaw, you know, John Kramer is a psychopath because he is so sympathetic in this movie to the yeah. point that you are just, by the end of it, you're just rooting for him. They give you a villain that's worse than him. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like... Yeah, let's get it's it reminds me like Freddy versus Jason when you start rooting for Jason at the end. Like if you yeah. just put a worse person up against him, then now he's your guy. There you go. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I, I think uh he gets so many great moments to like chew on the scenery and 
you know, monologue. And it, it just, it made me so happy for Tobin Bell because it felt like they've actually finally did justice to this character oh, yeah. 10 movies in, you know, like now you're really going to get a chance to play around. And um, I love the way that they, you know, the, the patience it takes in the first 20, 30 minutes where he's mm-hmm. just being John Kramer. He's just a guy, you know, getting, yeah. get, getting a, you know, cancer treatment and all this stuff. And one of my favorite scenes is very early. If you know what I'm talking about, when he fantasizes about putting a guy in a trap. <laughs> I was going to say it was like, it's the movie in general for, yeah, like you said, for like the first half hour is like, it's kind of slow. It's almost like, it's almost like you're almost tricked into watching like a character study of like this, of like this man in a sense. Yeah. Um, and then, but yeah, then the, yeah, that very early on you're like, it, it seems like it's going to, it's going to, you know, be, be exciting from the very beginning. Cause yeah, he, he thinks about he he dreams you know fantasizes about putting a putting this this boy in a this this guy in a, in a trap because he's stealing from a from a the, patient the, at the hospital or whatever. The laugh I let out when like because it cut he sees the boy stealing it cuts to him mm-hmm. with the guy in a trap. All right, and then it, which ends in his eyeballs getting sucked out through tubes, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts back and you realize the it didn't actually happen and he's just thinking yeah. about it and then the boy doesn't steal he puts the stuff back and then kramer's like good choice like good choice. i love yes. i love that so much i loved that at first i was like i was like i was watching and i was like what it wasn't real that's kind of dumb but then i thought about the fact that like the like the advertising for this movie like the poster for this movie is that trap yeah it's like the eyes of like the guy and it's like the cross into the x you know and like of like the tubes coming out of his eyes and i was like that's funny like that's how they're kind of like advertising this and it's the first <laughs> trap in the movie and it's not even real yeah. um and it's it's just i was like you know that's very much a thing for saw to do you know what i mean to <laughs> so it's that's funny but well, um, and, to, and to do that and for the payoff to still be good is fun because oh, yeah. it reminds me of like you know in saw 3d there's like the dream where jill tuck has where hoffman kills her and it's just stupid it's just a dream yeah. she wakes up from it but in this like there's a character reason for it and it's also funny you know mm-hmm. um and and what's interesting is i mean this do you this is the first movies in saw 3d that feels like it's kind of in that universe of the first seven movies too because jigsaw yeah. and even you know even saw even spiral which was from was directed by darren lynn bowsman who did two and three mm-hmm. uh it still felt like like this really felt ingrained visually with those movies. It's like very green and you know grimy. Like it just oh, yeah. felt like we're back. You know, we're back to the old days a little bit. That's what. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people and obviously us included are saying it's like the best since the original because it kind of yeah it, it brings you especially if you're fans of those sequels um of those like the original the original seven movies. It's like it, yeah, it definitely has that aesthetic to it um but then it ends up again just being a genuinely really well-made movie yeah um and it's like wow this is this is awesome <laughs> like this yeah. is everything we could have asked for you know what i mean also in terms of john kramer's characterization one of my favorite moments is when he's uh it, early on when he thinks he's cured because he goes to this doctor in mexico and she's a scam artist but he doesn't know that yet so she thinks that they took the tumor out of his brain and uh, he's like sitting on a bench, and you see him like sketching his saw traps for the future. Yes. And then he he just takes the paper, he rips it out, and throws it away, mean implying Jigsaw was gonna stop being Jigsaw. Like he was this close yeah. 
just giving it all up because he thought he was cured. <laughs> um, That's so is, funny yeah. to me. Yeah, well, and that was too. I, I, and I think if I remember correctly, the the sketch that he was making was for the um the guy in Saw Two, the the um who gets his head twisted around. Yeah, um, his head because it looked limbs. like yeah yeah the that's saw the, three the, yeah saw three that's right yeah that's yep. the third one yeah but um which is funny because that one's the one that besides this movie focuses the most on his on his cancer um, yeah because he's trying to get his tumor out I, I saw some interviews with the producers and they were like we genuinely kind of like regret killing jigsaw as early as we did <laughs> and you know you can see that because of how often they brought him back through flashbacks and then oh yeah yeah the fact that they just gave in and they were like you know what? we tried something different with jigsaw and spiral let's bring it back to the basics but then like you know it's just one of those in a time where there's so many sequels and legacy sequels and everyone trying to do the right thing and appease fans of a franchise it's almost a, the perfect blend where there is fan service. There is sort of a re- returning back to the basics, but also we're giving you something that's never been in a Saw movie before. And it's not something dumb. It's not when like Jurassic World is like, oh, this is a new dinosaur. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like it said, we're just going to give you a different kind of story. And uh, yeah, and he's the main character. He's great. We get the return of Amanda. Mm, uh, yes fan favorite character who the first time she's been seen in like original like screen time wise uh since saw six um yeah because uh she's in the first three she dies at the same time as jigsaw and then she gets <laughs> yeah. some, some flashbacks in saw six uh yeah and uh it's one of those things you just have to accept like tobin bell has always looked like an old man but shawnee smith you just kind of have to buy that this is Amanda <laughs> yeah. between Saw 1 and 2. You're like, fine, no, whatever. I, I was, yeah, no, I was thinking about that because I, so I went with um, my my girlfriend and her roommate to go see Saw X. And at this point, both, I had, I'd showed the first Saw to her and then she told her roommate about it and she was like, you should watch it too. And they both loved it. And they were like, I was like, do you guys want to go see the new one? And they were like, yeah. And um, I, I, I kind of wish I had shown them two and three at least at first before seeing this, just to give yeah. them a little bit of context about Amanda, yeah, um, specifically. But um, I kind of had to like, I guess I, I looked up some stuff online about it before I saw the movie, and then I was like, okay, it's it seems to be important that you know that Amanda is established as um as an, uh, one of his apprentices before. So I I explained that to him just briefly. I just was like, she was revealed to be an apprentice. It's going to be revealed in like. The second movie but it doesn't matter right now it's fine um but then she was asking she was like she was like how do they like how do they explain that like he looks older in this movie <laughs> even though it takes place in between the first and second and i was like well i that's sort of kind of what i told her i was like he kind of has just always looked like an old man and yeah. also they kind of made him look worse in the second and third movies as his like cancer progressed as well so it's kind of right it kind of works out. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's not really an excuse for, for Amanda. She's just kind of there. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about you. I'll totally take that, the suspension over of disbelief over like an uncanny CGI VH Yeah, face. no, I'm glad that they did what they did as opposed to trying to do like a ton of, yeah, no, like prosthetics or like weird CGI and shit. That would have been not great. Yeah. But um, yeah. And speaking of returning characters, we do get a little mid-credits stinger with our boy Hoffman. Yes. Uh, 
which dude the that was my luke skywalker showing up at the end of force awakens <laughs> moment yes. like like holy shit it's hoffman like uh, and, he has those, this... and it's actually eerily similar to 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 that because they talk about him they reference him throughout like in uh in force awakens they're like oh luke and they talk about him throughout kind of throughout the movie and it's kind of the same thing where they don't ever say his name but there's a couple of scenes where it's like John Kramer's making a phone call and he's like, detective, I need you to round these people up. Yeah. And it's like, we all know who he's talking about. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and it was so great because I was like, oh, like, is that the only reference we're going to get to Hoffman? And then later, you know, you get a flashback and you hear Hoffman's voice over the phone. And I was like, oh, they got him for voiceover. But I also remember when I, I watched the trailer for Saw X a hundred times <laughs> and you hear the line that Hoffman has in that trailer, you hear him saying like, uh, of all the men to cheat, you chose John Kramer. And I remember being like, that's gotta be Hoffman's voice. That's gotta be. And it is. You get that line in the mm-hmm. post-credits scene. And then yeah. he also says, uh, he follows it up with, I call that epic bad luck. Epic <laughs> bad luck. That's so good. And uh, oh, and then also God. that's the most fan service you've seen because you get Hoffman and then they're also in the original Saw bathroom too. Yeah, that um, too. Was, was, that was cool to see. Yeah. What did you think about you know the main villain in this one the doctor who you know she's she's the one who scammed john kramer and she throughout most of the movie she kind of comes she comes across as smarter than most of his test subjects like she's very relaxed reason she's calmly talking to everybody trying to help them through their traps and then later on at the 11th hour you're like oh no she's actually like very evil yeah, uh, we see her murder an innocent girl who passed her trap. Like the most sympathetic character, and there's something set up between yeah. Amanda and her Gabriella. Something set up between Amanda and Gabriella that Amanda kind of feels for her because she's also a drug addict. And mm-hmm. Gabriella passes her test, and then uh, this lady, once she gets the upper hand, she's like, "No, nope, fuck that," and then mm-hmm. kills her, and then tries to murder a little boy. Yeah, like they do every single thing they can to make you say, "Oh no, John Kramer's the most morally righteous person <laughs> in the room right now." <laughs> no, I love it. I, I, I do love what they did. It's just again, it's a testament to just how well written this movie was in general. That you, this, yeah, like you can you can add in a character here that's just so objectively awful. Um, yeah. As opposed to, you know, John Kramer, who was like, oh, maybe, I mean, technically he doesn't kill people, which she does. But like, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like she just straight up, you know, is murdering people. And and yeah, like you said, she's she's smarter. Like, you know, you can tell she she holds herself very well. And she um, she at first tries to like kind of get to, um, you know, she tries to get to John Kramer by being like, no, but like my father is real and like he can actually help you and like trying to kind of weasel our way out of it in a, in a sense um once she realizes that john kramer is also smart though um she's like okay now i just gotta she just kind of like flips the switch almost and she just goes like she just gets unhinged um yeah. it's 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 really it's really cool to see a character like that because it's like for a lot of these characters especially you know in a lot of the sequels that are, aren't as well written <laughs> a lot of these characters <laughs> just aren't like even when they try to make you feel bad for the characters it's kind of hard to you're just like i don't really care i just want to see this character die <laughs> or like you know what i mean it was like i yeah. just want to see if they pass the trap or not but in this sense it's very much like oh my god like yeah we're on john kramer's side like i want to see this bitch die like but not because like 
bad character it's because like wow she's she's actually like one of the best characters in this movie <laughs> like yeah that hasn't been pre-established like not a returning character that's yeah yeah and, really and cool. uh and speaking of things that we've never seen before it's one of those it's like like john kramer the biggest thing people talk about throughout these movies sometimes is like that he just appears clairvoyant like he just seems <laughs> to know everything that's going to happen yeah and there's an element of that in this movie but there's also a moment where when she gets the upper hand it's the first time you ever see john kramer not confident you see him and particularly when the little boy gets involved because they set up another way that they make john kramer sympathetic they set up a little friendship between him and this young boy <laughs> yes. where he helps him fix his bike, which is mm -hmm. perfect. And they set up yeah. a line where he's like, uh, he tells him the word for a pole where he's like, holla. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and so that's the only word of Spanish that he knows from this little <laughs> Mexican boy. And then at the end, yeah, when the boy comes in, when the lady brings him in, there's a look on John Grimer's face where he's just like, Oh, like, oh, this is a very unfortunate, unexpected occurrence. Like, he yeah. just doesn't really know what to do about it. And uh, and then they put John Kramer in his own trap, which is something we've never seen before. That's like, a first as well. It's it's kind of insane. I was, um, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, you know, the the guy, I think his name is Parker, uh, the, the guy who comes in who's revealed to be her um, boyfriend. Her boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Um, when he first came in and he's, you know, and, 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 uh, John Kramer's like, here, I'm going to let you go, but like, you can't, you can't pull a gun out. You can't like act out in anger. You got it. Like, you, you know, he's like putting him to the test or whatever. Yeah. And so, so of course, as soon as the guy pulls out the gun, John Kramer's like, oh, you failed your test. And so I'm waiting ever since he says that for like something to, to happen. Shoot a drop. Yeah. The shooter drop. Exactly. I'm waiting yeah. for him to like for his test to happen or whatever. I'm like, oh, like, you know, John planned for this. He's, you know, something big is going to happen. But then for a while, you're just like more and more things happen where you're just led to believe like, oh, shit, maybe he didn't plan for this. Almost like <laughs> yeah. you almost have an idea of like, oh, I'm kind of starting to lose hope a little bit for like him and Amanda. Like and and then when the when the boy comes along, I'm like, it just gets it's very it's very troubling. And then, you know, everything is revealed and it's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, which is one of my favorite things. A good satisfying ending is is always is nice, especially with a Saw movie. Yeah, um, a, sa a satisfying ending where the plot twist didn't have to be ludicrous. Like, yeah. you know, it's they 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 introduce the boy to give good stakes to it because first of all, we know John and Amanda are going to make it out of this because it takes place between the, before the second movie, right? Um, but we don't know this little boy. We don't know what's going to happen to him. And no. uh, there's that great setup where she's like, give him the rules, John. And he like says, he says to the boy, he goes, no holla, comprende? Yeah. And he's like, because it's the only word he knows. And he's telling yeah. him not to pull the lever. And it's like, I love a good setup payoff. And when that mm -hmm. happened, I felt like a tingle down my spine. I was like, yes, yep. like, you know. Like, oh, call back to the original scene. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's just like a good script decision. And, um, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, you get the final moment where, they go up to grab the money and then uh, they get locked in and then there's poisonous gas. And then finally, hello, Zep drops, uh, you know, the dun, yeah. dun, 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 and then, yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's, uh, I also love when John unlocks himself and he gets up and he's covered in blood and the spark is covered in blood. Cause that was their trap. And he just has a moment where he's like, not entirely as planned, but okay. And then he like <laughs> smiles and Amanda smiles and it's kind of like, 
it's like the happy ending of the movie of just like uh oh wow whoop, that was a close one yeah. <laughs> and then they get up and leave and then the lady uh has to kill her boyfriend to get out of her trap and she survives mm-hmm. so i think that leaves it open possibly they've said in interviews like if we could do another movie we might just keep going down this route so it would be a saw 1.7 <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah. um, another saw uh, yeah i don't know how they would continue with the titles but yeah no i i did hear about that and, and it kind of seemed like it was leaving a, a little bit left in the open especially if they actually want to bring back hoffman too you know what i mean as yeah. like, a, as like a like maybe the next movie will be like you know the three of them working on a trap together or something i don't know yeah. um but the, the one of the things that i liked was was you know when you you hear the the theme playing and it cuts to to john kramer and he like sits up or whatever and he's like covered in blood and it kind of reminds you of it's kind of like from the first movie when yeah. that music is playing and he sits up and he's covered in his face is covered in blood and that's like the big twist for that movie and in this case that wasn't like where the necessarily like him covered in blood wasn't the twist because obviously you see the blood being poured on his face but like it was just a nice little callback you know i was like yeah that's yeah that's cool. I said to see Tobin Bell covered in blood again is just, you know, it's refreshing. <laughs> and, and it's and it's a reversal too, where in the first movie when it happens, you go, What? And yeah. then this movie when it happens, you're like, Yes, like it's like triumphant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? uh, exactly. and then the, also the way that it directly, you know, parallels and uh the ending, the final shot, the way that it kind of because also the opening and closing title card is very different from the Saw movies. We're usually used to the cut to the title card. And then oh, it yeah. said when it first starts, it's like him getting his, you know, MRI and Saw X just appears in like red letters, like slowly. Uh, and then at the end of it, uh, it happens again and it ends with um, um John and the little boy and Amanda walking out instead of where the first movie ends with the door being shut on Adam in the darkness. This movie ends with them walking out into the light, like opening a door and there's light out and it's... yeah so beautiful as like you know symbolically is sort of like a thing that you know um references and parallels and kind of you know opposes the ending of the first movie it's just uh god it's just such so much better than it deserves to be exactly (laughs) yeah it's it's not the movie that we needed but it's the movie we deserved or however that was anyway but yeah it was yeah no it was like it was beautiful it was almost brought a tear to my eye i was like oh my god let's just it's just a nice happy ending for them you know i was like wow that's that's so nice to see it's so different like so vastly different from anything that we've seen in these movies and it's also one of the few movies i don't know if i I don't think it's the only one but it's one of the few movies that um doesn't begin with a a trap scene like every other movie almost begins with like someone in a trap um and that's where it's like they, they do the trap and then they usually they die and then yeah it's like title card but like yeah it's just it was a very peaceful start and end to our to our to this movie and it was like i also really like the the first real trap we see the guy passes you know yeah like it's the rare case where somebody just passes the test and he helps them (laughs) and then yeah uh and one if i have any complaint about the traps in this movie uh some of them i'm like okay they passed the test it's just that like, like, for example, there's the lady who had to cut off her leg and suck the blood out of her leg. Mm-hmm. She did the whole thing. It's just it was taking too long for the blood to come out of her leg for her to do it in time. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like 
you know, cut back to the first Saw movie. There was the guy who was putting the razor wire trap and he had like two hours. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I think this one was a little unfair, Sean. <laughs> but... There was a, there was a couple that was unfair. Well, because it was that one. And well, and at least with that one is like it was like when she it, like she she could decide when she wanted to start. And then when yeah. she picked up the like when she first started, then the like the timer appeared and it was like counting down as opposed to like even later, which I think is even a little bit more unfair when the the uh mateo is wheeled in on that big cart and he's got like his the his head shaved off and you're like oh shit something's going down yeah. and then, yeah he has to do brain surgery on himself essentially and and he's not given any like preparation time they're just like here's what you have to do timer again three minutes which i think i feel like you need a little bit more than three minutes to properly i don't know to to yeah it's to, to saw into your head and take out your brain like that's <laughs> that's insane to me and then again but that, that was another thing where he did it and then he put it in the thing and then it was like dissolving and it was taking too long to dissolve and then yeah. he died <laughs> like i was like come on come on john just... they they know the key to a satisfying saw trap is where somebody does the painful task that they were supposed to do but they don't take mm-hmm. long enough or, or they take too long and so they still die <laughs> it's yeah. always the, the that tends to be the key but like yeah i was kind of like little unfair considering how sympathetic john is in the movie but um yeah altogether just a really good saw movie it, it's the first time since you know they've been trying to resurrect this franchise twice with jigsaw and with spiral and this is the first time it really felt like they got it right and uh you know i enjoy those movies we I know we both have our enjoyment oh, yeah. with those movies and at this point it was kind of like if you can just give me an entertaining saw movie exactly and yeah. it's so much more than we could have asked for exactly yeah, uh, after especially after Spiral, it's like when a new Saw movie was announced, I was like, like I I'd heard that Tobin Bell was going to be in it, and I was like, well, yeah, but I can see that definitely just being like kind of like a cheap ch- cash grab of like it's not going to focus on him, but like he'll appear at some point, like as a cameo or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's probably what, it, what it's going to be. Like in Spiral, we see like a picture of John Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I was like, yeah, it's whatever, but I'm still excited for it because it's a Saw movie. And then yeah, we get like almost a, a a character study on on like the main character of this whole franchise. And I was like, no, I was really blown away. It was it was much more. It was it was amazing, which you can't really say for any of the Saw movies except for like the first one. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's just it's it's nice. It's refreshing. It's very satisfying for longtime Saw fans um like us and i just yeah i'm very i'm very pleased and i'm excited to see if they do continue so i hope they do if they go along the same down the same route um i hope they continue and give us more of these kinds of movies yeah and it's one of those things where if they do great but if they don't it's still satisfying i'm still happy with it yeah exactly you know if this is the last saw movie i can sleep easy yeah (laughs) you know um so lastly before we go what was your favorite trap in the movie oh um oh i didn't think about that um (laughs) what what um i was a rather big fan of i i did the one though the one that gabriella was in actually um because it was kind of different with the radiation it's kind of different it was kind of like um like the other ones like i i feel like we're very used to someone being strapped into a chair or strapped onto a table or something like that with or like with a device on them and with her it was just like they 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 dragged her into the air and it's kind of it's kind of misleading to a point as well because when they first like dragged her into the air 
and they had like her 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 arms stretching out one way and her legs stretching out another way with like the the chains on them. I was thinking if she like she's got to do something and then if she doesn't she's going to get like ripped apart by the chains. I thought that's yeah. what it was going to be at first and then it was like no this giant radiation machine came came out and she had to um yeah and she had to 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 break her her limbs to get out of it which also adds to the element of like again like strategy like you probably want to start with your again the whole misleading thing where it's like start with your leg first and then she does and she breaks her foot and then she swings out of the way and she's like okay great now we can like we have time to like figure out the arm thing but then the machine just moves over and it's like oh shit yeah you know she's still gonna do it and then the whole sense of like and she's still like suspended in the air you know it's not like it's gonna be completely safe for her to just like fall out of the air sort of thing i don't know so that one was cool, and again, she and the, the fact that she sur- survived that, and she was like one of the only people really to survive that, besides technically, I guess the doctor at the end. But um, um, yeah, I think that I, I think I'll say that one for now. Although, um, just because of the 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 creativity of it and like the misleading nature of it, although like um, I guess more of uh, from like a gory angle, if I'm like going off of that. I did rather enjoy the um, the uh, the sawing the leg off thing too. <laughs> yeah, that was just, the noises was like that they were making when the saw was going through her her leg was just it was like my, like my girlfriend was like squeamish and like co- covering her eyes next to me, and I was just like I was having a great time, but I was like, damn, this is like they really want to allow for this one. Um, yeah, so that was. That I really like that one too, and then the way that they that it was framed, like when she lost, like her leg came off, but then she lost, and her head was cut off, and her just body on the floor was just, um, was 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 good to see, um, and I just wanted to, to touch on that real quick too with her body. I a thing that I forgot to mention with with our main, I guess, villain of this, the doctor, is, um, part of the unhinged part of her that you see that come, kind of comes out. It's when they're trying to get to the the table in the middle of the room because the phone is ringing, and she straight yeah. up just like instead of like them like using their clothes because they really yeah. like, she digs into the dead body of Valentino or Valentina the the girl of the from the 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 first trap and she just rips her open and takes out her long intestine and uses that to like lasso the table over to her. I was like, yeah. what? Dude, like the... probably one of the most crafty, unhinged, <laughs> like evil fuckers that put ever put in a trap in a movie. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. I was like, that's crazy. That was an all-timer moment for the franchise. And sure. and when the, the reaction of the audience when she's like digging through Valentina's stomach and then pulls out these guts. And then the music just cuts out and she goes, we have a rope. The crowd was like, what? <laughs> like, just like, it's a laugh. Like, it makes you laugh. It's, it it's, is. It's yeah. like super fucked up. But yeah, it makes you kind of, it's 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 just insane. But yeah, so it's, yeah. oh my God. It's the, and there's there is some good intentional humor in the movie that doesn't feel like it takes you out of it. Like Amanda has a couple good lines. I like when uh, John explains to uh one of the characters like uh, he's like you know like your key to freedom is right here and and then he looks and it's not a key he's like i thought you said it was a key and then amanda's like he was talking in a metaphor he does that he like, does that a lot yeah i love that i was laughing definitely in that part too no it's the humor in this movie was the intentional humor at least was very it was very good again yeah. surprisingly 
it was yeah. very it was nice i like that or like this it also reminds me of the scene too of um when the when the the doctor is asking him about like oh she's like so what do you do like how do you make a living or whatever and he's like i'm a um i can't remember how he explains it but it's he's like, like i help people with problems <laughs> yeah he's like i help people with problems and she's yeah it, it's just the whole that whole conversation where he's just like kind of dodging around the fact that he kills people <laughs> <laughs> for like a hobby um is, is funny as that that scene had me laughing too the whole time yeah and uh also this movie has the return of the line that they used in jigsaw uh, where she calls him Jig Fucking Saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like good, good. That made More me of laugh that. too. Yeah, exactly. And again, it was one of those things where it's like the movie is great, and then there's that moment that's added in that is just very reminiscent of like the writing from like the original like seven movies of just like people adding in unnecessary swear words and and <laughs> um, just the corniness, the kind of the over the top nature of the of the series and just yeah there's kind of just a little hint of that there yeah. when she said that and it was yeah i like that too i appreciated that yeah well i i appreciate you being here for this and uh we are now as of today up to date on all of the saw movies being covered on this podcast yep. we'll see what happens again i hope i hope we get to talk about another one again i um, i'll be here for it whenever oh. uh, 50 years from now if they come out with more <laughs> saw movies when tobin bell's 150 <laughs> 120 years old well, yeah yeah um but uh yeah no i i thank you and um uh i'll, I'll see you again for halloween and hopefully mm-hmm. again for christmas and so uh you know it's not halloween without a Braden cooley podcast i always say so <laughs> yes i uh i look forward to it every year it's added to the fact that halloween is just my favorite holiday already but now it that is. i get to do this and Either re rewatch or watch a new uh franchise to to get ready for that has just been I it's something that I always look forward to and something that I think about throughout the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Me too. I have you how are you satisfied with your Halloween season so far? So far, yes, I, I have. I'm I'm I was already planning on watching the Halloween movies this year. Um so it kind of worked out that we wanted to do the podcast episode on it. Um and I've been pretty good consistent with those i'm gonna have to rush the kind of the last three here but um i've been consistent with those and i've been um i started back in september because i wanted to show bella the first one and rewatch the first one before i moved on to all the other ones and then since then we've been just kind of whenever we have time to sit down and watch a movie um we have been just kind of going back and forth like she showed me um a couple movies. She showed me Hocus Pocus, which I had never watched before. Oh, nice! Um, and that was fun. Um, and uh, I showed her for a few movies. I showed her, you know, obviously Saw and and Halloween and and a couple that I would just kind of like impromptu. Like I showed her Your Next, which isn't really oh, like yeah. a Halloween movie, but it's just a great slasher. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like scrolling through like uh Max or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's on here. Let's watch it. Um, I've yet to, a couple still to show her. Some that I wanted to save specifically for um like closer to act the actual day of halloween like i have to show her trick-or-treat still which yeah. is like i was about to say my favorite halloween movie of all time i'd, I'd say um yeah. i still have to show her nightmare on elm street which is my favorite horror movie of all time um and uh yeah it's but it's, it's good it's looking good so far so i'm uh, i'm i'm pretty pleased with how my halloween season has uh has come so far yeah man and you know what having met you back in high school, back when I was a sophomore and you were a freshman, uh, to see your personal growth into a hardcore horror fan uh, is, 
very important to me. I'm very, I'm very proud. And I'm very, I'm very happy to see the man you are today. I, I will say you have had a big hand in the kind of developing that. Um, if okay. it weren't for you, I don't know if I don't know if I would have ever gotten into the song movies. At least not as much as I have now. If it weren't for if it weren't for you, so um, I really appreciate and uh, the, my love for horror stays alive because I get to, you know, explore new franchises or or revisit old ones and stuff every every year. So that's that's nice. So yeah, I, I definitely appreciate your um your your help and your support along the way <laughs> no problem buddy <laughs> anything for you